From ThatShelf.com, this is Black Hole Films. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. What's a black hole film, you ask? Well, you know those films you always meant to get around to watching, but you never did for whatever reason? Well, that's what they are. And this podcast is all about embracing them and checking those films off our lists and talking about them and whatever else happens to come up. I'm Canadian filmmaker Jeremy Lalonde, and I will be your host. You can follow me on Twitter at LalondeJeremy, or check out my website, JeremyLalonde.com, for more information on me and my projects. If you like the show, please subscribe to it, rate, review it, and leave a comment on whatever platform it is you're listening. It really does make a difference in helping to get more ears tuning in. And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 221, and today I'm joined by my family. You don't really know my family from any films or television outside of my own. Both my kids have cameos in Sex After Kids, so if you want to see them when they're a lot younger than they are now, feel free to check that out. Either way, we're going to sit down and watch a film together. Just a note for later on in the episode, I make a reference to Michael J. Fox having cerebral palsy, and of course he has Parkinson's. So apologies for my future error that you will hear later on in the episode. Now, enjoy! So we're sitting down to watch Back to the Future. I'm Jeremy, and this is one of the movies I've probably watched the most. I'm Annie, and I haven't watched this movie ever. No, I'm Ephraim, and I have seen this movie a few times. Quite a few times. Yes, and I can't believe Annie has not seen this movie. Well, we're going to remedy that today. Ephie had probably the... Ephraim, I'm sorry. Had probably the most amazing first-time experience. Tell tell everyone how you watched okay. this for the first time. So, we live in Toronto, and there's this thing called the TSO, which is... It stands for the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. And in 2015, when well, when Marty comes back to... The, it wasn't quite the same day, yeah. but it was close. Um, in the second one, um, like a few days, it was in October also, and, and I watched it for the first time at the TSO with live music. Live score, yeah. The best part was I got an arrow bar, and I was so excited that I just squished it in my hand. It was in the shape of my hand. He wouldn't let go of it. The thing, the thing molded to his hand. I thought you were going to say the best part was there was a DeLorean outside the theater. Oh, yeah, 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 with, Mar- with Marty's skateboard in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we don't want to say too much, because there was also something funny that happened at that concert with you, but I don't want to oh. say it, because it'll ruin a plot point for Annie. Yeah. Right? So Annie... You are the, the the person coming to this having not seen it. What do you know about Back to the Future? I know that this guy goes back to the future and he has to get back, but he also has to make his parents fall in love, otherwise he won't exist. Oh, so you, you know the basic plot. Yeah. Wow, someone spoiled that for you. Wonder that's okay. who? No, that's okay. Well, I someone did it for a book talk at school. Oh, that's fair. So, are you excited to see this movie? Yeah. But you kind weren't. Of, but, but kind you, of nervous. Why nervous? Um, I don't know. Maybe it will be scary. You think it'll be scary? Maybe. I'm trying to think if there's any parts that are scary. It's not really. It's meant to be a family movie. Yeah. Well, that's good. Except for uh, except for some parts. Well, well, yeah, that's not scary, though. That's just more slightly inappropriate because of today's, uh, how we see things today. But we'll have a conversation about that because after. Because of 1985. Yeah, and if this is something... So I'm really excited to watch this with you because I've uh, I've seen this so many times, but it's always fun to watch with somebody who's never seen it. Uh-huh. And then you can also, after you, maybe... And I guess I'll have to ask you if uh, if it makes you excited you to watch part two and, and part three. The third is not the best. Oh, well, let's talk about that it after. It used to be my favorite. <laughs> yeah, it used to be your favorite. It's the third? Yeah. There's something about the third that I really, really enjoy. I like them all for different reasons, and we can get into that when we get into the back part, because I don't want to ruin anything yeah. for Annie. Wait, how can the th- how can there be a third and second if he's already got back to the future? Does he, though? The question is, does he? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Okay, all right. Should we just dive in? Uh... Let's go back to the future! Woo! 
try it one more time because it was really loud. I think you peaked. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Back to the future. Bum, bum, oh, it was bum. really loud. One more time. Let's, Let's go. go. Back to the So we just finished, and what did you think, Annie? It was cool. I liked it. What did you like about it? Well, I liked that um, Marty had to had Marty had to say um had to make him exist. His parents. His him exist. Himself. So, yeah. Oh. His parents fall in love. I like that. Because what happened? Because he messed it up, right? Mm-hmm. He messed up the first time they met. Yeah. And, and well, did you notice all the things that like people said that weren't actually true? Like some of the things the parents said about the past, and then when Marty found out, the things didn't exactly happen the way they said they did? Yeah. Like the dad said he was watching birds. But what was he really watching? Hmm. Annie, you remember? Yeah. <laughs> what was he watching? He was watching... What's his name? Lorraine? Lorraine getting dressed and her, undressed. And her underwear. Oh. And Marty's like, he's a peeping Tom. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I think you noticed from this time around a lot of like the recurring re- dialogue. Like the things that were echoed later on. Like Biff saying, I'm not going to have time to recopy my homework. And before he yeah. was saying it was the office report. Yeah. And uh, there's just a lot of parallels. It's like... It's like- but it's Friday, but Saturday, is, I need, I'm sleeping in, so don't come too early. Yeah. Although it's interesting, in the 1950s version, he says that I, on Sundays he sleeps in. Oh. It's interesting. Um, yeah, there's, I'm tr- There's two different versions. Two different versions? There's two different versions of the first one. I'm not sure what you mean. Two different versions Because you of- said in the, in the older one... He said he sleeps in on... Oh, no, sorry, in the, pa- in the present. In 1985, he says he sleeps on the Saturdays. And then when in 1955, he says he sleeps on the Sundays. That's what okay. I meant. 1955 and 1955? 1985. 1985. And the movie takes place... When the movie starts, it's 1985. Mm-hmm. Which is now 40 years ago. <laughs> for us. Uh, more, not 40, uh, 35. No, 30, yeah, 35 years ago. 32. 36, technically, yeah. It's 2021. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's so I know so much trivia about this movie, uh, but I'm just more... But people can listen to that on other podcasts and whatnot. There's so many great conversations and information, but I'm more interested in just in, like, your initial instincts. So what, what, did, uh, what did you think this movie was going to be like, Annie? Was it similar to what it was? Um, kind of. In what way? In the way how she explained it at school no, your on friend? a book talk. Was it better than what you thought it was going to be, or is it about the, what you expected? Um, better. What was better about it? Uh, I didn't expect um, him to use the clock. Um, elect, like the, the clock tower? The clock tower to get the electricity. And I thought that... Um, he wasn't going to make it, so then he was going to, um... The second one was going to be about him trying to get back? Uh-huh. Oh, because you, you, know, you know there's more movies. Because you told me. Oh, because you thought he'd be stuck, right? Uh-huh. That would make sense. Back to the Future Part 2, that if he actually didn't get away at the end? Can I resume my story? Oh, your story about the first time you saw it? Yes. Sure. So, now that he's watched it, and hopefully you guys have... <laughs> if you haven't seen Back to the Future and you're listening to this podcast, you're silly. Yeah. Um, so basically what happened was the intermission happened right when Biff ate shit. And <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. And, um, it said intermission, but I couldn't really read then. No, and, and Lauren says, I'm going to find out who that guy is. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the bl- it went black and, it said and the lights came up. So I grabbed my coat and, and he, um, my dad was like, where are you going? And I was like, well, uh, isn't it time to go? And he's like, no. The movie's I, over. <laughs> you thought the movie was over because yeah. at the TSO, they do an intermission so the the, the musicians have a, a break, a, a break uh, in between, but you thought it was over. Yeah. 
which was funny. So you thought it ended with Biff being like eating eating manure. <laughs> yeah. Which is then you were like, well, that's a good ending. They beat the bad guy, but Marty's still stuck in the past. Yeah, whatever. Who cares about? <laughs> he hasn't. None of that's. None of that uh, has been resolved. He hasn't gotten his parents back together. All he did was make Biff mad. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah, good ending. So you, that ending's pretty great, eh, Annie? When all this stuff's going on? What ending? Well, how many, there's so many endings. There's like, uh, it, it's just like Biff's moment ending. after moment. Well, there's so many. There's like George hitting Biff, and then they got to get the parents still had to get back together the dance. Um, That's an ending. No, there's just a series of endings, and then Marty gets there to the to the clock, and the uh, the thing gets screwed up, and, and they yeah, have the to tree falls the on tree the falls down, and they have the to throw the wire back up, and he's trying to tell Doc that he he's gonna die, and there's a race, literally a race against time, for him to get in the car and come back, but even when he comes back, he he's not he's worried he's not in there in time for the Libyans. Yeah. And then Doc takes out like the arm plate. And you like, realize he did. Well, now, and then th- his parents are like rich. Well, so we're in an alternate future, right? Yeah. So you have to think about. Here's the thing: when you start thinking about Back to the Future a little bit too in depthly, it gets very disturbing and confusing. Well, you think about it this way, right? So, first of all, do you notice that at the mall, the mall has two different names? So in ni- in the original in 1985, it's called Twin Pine Malls. Right? And when Marty goes back in the past, he drives over that, that farmer's lawn. He's like, you ru- ruined my pine. When he comes back in the present, the mall is called Lone Pine. So there's only uh, one. So what that automatically tells us is that we're in an alternate reality. So the original 1985 is no longer there. Or at least they can't access it. But what does that also mean? It means the Marty that go- jumps into the time machine... Is not the same Marty that just came back from the present. So there's two Martys. Well, not only two Marty, but he was raised by different kinds of parents. Like the our hero, let's call him Marty A, right? right? That guy who was the hero of our movie is Marty A. He was raised by a dad who was a loser, you know, arguably, and a mom who was like a bit of a drunk, and you know, not not a, not a great person. I think you could argue. <laughs> That's who our Marty A was raised by. And now this other, this, we'll call him Marty B, the guy at the end of the movie. that but goes. He, but he's still Marty A. No, he's not. He was raised by totally different parents. And he goes back into the past to do what? The past has already changed. <laughs> My head hurts. Right? My head hurts. That's just it. Like, mm. the past that he goes back to change has already been changed. Uh. Unless he screws it up. <laughs> and not only that, not only that, when he goes back into that past, when Marty B goes back into that past, Marty A is already there. So what's going to happen? My head is, my head is actually hurting. Like, right? Is he going to meet Are they going to run into each other? We don't know. I know. But I'm just saying, the movie goes in a place where it's like, what is... They don't... They, they just kind of brush over that. But that's the complicated nature is that there's two... Now, that, at the end of this movie, there are two Martys in 1955. I hate time travel. <laughs> anyway, it's just one of those things where it's just like, if once you unpack it... And I can't take credit for that, that explanation. That was on a, a great podcast, the name of which I can't recall at this time. Uh, so I, I, uh, I didn't know, I didn't come up with that on my own. I pulled that out of another, uh, great podcast, but it's still, it made, that's the first time I thought about that movie in that way. And it kind of blew my mind. When and can I scratch the thing off the scratch board? Oh yeah. So we have a movie scratch board. It's like a uh, hundred movies it's yet to rigged. see. It's like half of it's Steven Spielberg. <laughs> no, it's not Sp- mostly Spielberg. There's like a lot of Fincher on there. There's a lot of Nolan on there. Yeah. So Nolan. you can scratch it off. We'll go back out before you go to bed. Okay, Annie? And you can scratch it off. Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's, we don't want to talk too much longer because it's bedtime. No, not bedtime. So are you excited to watch Back to the Future Part 2? Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? It's going into the future because it's called Back to the Future 2. Well, Back to the Future is more about him getting back to the present, but there is the future. Now he's going back 
to the past. And now he's going into the future because something wrong with his kids, right? Something screwed up with his kids. I'm just gonna say something about when Doc comes out of the car. Like he, it looks like he's wearing something from the seventies. Yeah, his outfit's crazy, right? Doc for that he just got back from the future. It's like 2013 flying cars. No. Can we talk about how good Christopher Lloyd is? Oh. Who's Christopher Lloyd? Christopher Lloyd is Doc Brown. His face is like... His, his facial expressions <gasps> are phenomenal. Yeah, when my favorite is when the, the model car catches on fire and then drives into that uh, garbage can of rags and then it, it engulfs in flames and he has, he's wearing those like... Um, those dark goggles, and his face just drops. He goes, <laughs> and it just drops. It's amazing. There's got to be a gif out there of that on the internet. It's my favorite moment I'm in, set that of his. My profile picture on Google. But there's so many. Like if you just like just little things he's doing with his eyes. I was I was really dialed into to yeah. Christopher Lloyd this time around. Same. And just little ways he's looking at Michael J. Fox, who plays Marty. Michael J. Fox is also a bit like that. Like when he's like. Yeah, they're great. The whole one day when he was kissing, he was like, "Well, of course, because wasn't the only thing that'd be weird? His mom's trying to trying to kiss him in a romantic way. His mom's his mom's like he's like backing up into the corner of the car. That'd be like you going back into the past, Danny. And I'm trying. I start and to, and you meet like a nine year old little Jeremy. He's funny. And he tries to kiss you. What would you be like? Yeah. <laughs> would you like that? No. Would you tell me? Would you be like, I'm your, I'm your daughter? Maybe. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? You wouldn't believe that. I wouldn't believe that because Back to the Future hadn't even come out yet. Well, that's not true. It totally would have. I was born in 1981. <laughs> I, I don't know if I saw it though. I didn't see it until uh, it was on VHS. Oh my god, you're so old. I'm trying to remember when I first saw it. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know, I love these. I've seen these movies a ridiculous amount of time. I've seen them a few times. They're so good. I've seen the first one once. Yeah, well, we'll have to wait until I get back from my trip, and then we'll watch the other two. What do you think? Yeah, the same uh, night. Um, we'll do a, a double feature. Yeah. That, we have to do that in an afternoon. I can't. I can't do that with the third one. The third well, should, what should we do? Should we save this? Make this podcast a trilogy podcast? What's that? Sure. So we'll follow up and do a continuing episode. Sure. All right. So we'll do that. So I will. I will save this podcast, and we will be back for. And we just finished Back to the Future Part 2. And I guess it's too bad. I mean, we'll talk about what we think is happening in the third one, but it's 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 a shame that they they include a trailer at the end of this yeah. one. That, uh, that shows some stuff. But it kind of gets you excited in a way. Uh, so let's talk about Back to the Future Part 2. Annie, what did you think? This is your first time watching it. Ephraim has seen it probably a dozen times at this point. Yeah. Um, I thought it was good, but um, I didn't understand the end with the letter part. Okay, so what happens... Well, uh, oh, there goes Rufus. If you hear Jingle Jangle, that's our... Well, it doesn't our, make any sense. It says our dog Rufus. It's 70 years, which means 1915. No. And... No, 70 years from 1955 oh, yeah, it would be 1985, oh, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All the movies generally, generally for some reason travel in 30-year increments, so they go from 85 to 55 to 2015, so... But then... then they, I think they, they wanted to make it a clean 100 years yeah. from the first, from the, from the present quote of yeah. where this movie takes place. So, Doc... So what happens that you'll learn at the beginning of the next movie, or they kind of say it here when he reads the letter, is that, remember throughout the movie, the time circuits were acting up and it kept on flashing a date? Yeah. And Doc was like, damn, got to get that fixed. Mm -hmm. So at one point it, it flashes January 1st, 1885. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the idea being when the lightning strikes the car, it causes him to go back in time and get stuck there. We don't know why he got stuck yet. We'll have Wait, to find who out. who got stuck with? Doc Brown. Because he was in the car, right? Mm -hmm. And so he got sent back in the past yeah. and then got stuck there. So presumably, Marty in the next movie, Marty has to go find him for some reason. Right? Yeah. So the next one takes place in 1885. No, That's the, kinda... but it seems like the beginning turns it, takes it, it place in 1950. Well, it picks up where this one leaves off. 
He has yeah. to figure out how to get to 1985 or 19 to 1885. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's not worry about that. Let's talk about the movie we just watched. Was there anything confusing inside the movie we just watched? No. No? There's a ton that's confusing. There's so much of this movie that yeah. when I was a kid, I loved this one so much because it had this darkness to it. I loved... There's nothing confusing in it. It's confusing for you. It's not confusing. I just think a lot of the science doesn't necessarily make sense. I should have wrote stuff down as I was watching it. But, um, like, for example, it just kind of starts breaking its own rules. Like, if old Biff... So, how we, we know what happened was old Biff took the almanac and went to 1955, right? Yeah. And returned it to his... And gave it to his younger self, right? And then... But when Doc, but then he returned to the present that Marty and Doc were in to d- bring the car back, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. I don't Based even th- know what you just said. Exactly. It's getting, okay, so okay, right now, it's the future, right? They're in 2015, which is not really the future. We can get into all the stuff that they got wrong, and that's kind of fun. Well, but, hey, they said the Cubs won that year. They won a year after. That's one of the few things they got really close. So anyway, so... So, Annie, remember when old Biff took the sports almanac and gave it to his younger self? How did he take it again? I forget. Well, he just took it from, like, the garbage can oh, and Marty oh, yeah. threw it at him, right? But remember, he go, we see him go back and Marty has to get it back and burn it so none of the bad stuff happens, right? Mm-hmm. But then old Biff drove the car back to the future, right? First of all, how the hell does he know how to work it? No, that's, that's a bigger question. He, he came back. Sweating. He came back sweating, and so in theory, what happens is that he doesn't accomplish mission, and Old Biff ends up dying there. So time is catching up with him because whatever he did in the past ends up killing him ultimately. But here's the problem with all of this, right? First of all, remember when Doc drew on that on that big chalkboard and explained how time mm-hmm. travel works, yeah. and that when Old Biff went back to the past, he created like an alternate 1985. That alternate 1985 would have continued into the future. So how does old Biff, from that point in time, when he's changed the future, return to the future that Marty and Doc are currently in? What? I'm so confused. Oh, actually... So that's... No, so- I know how it makes sense. So they actually had someone do that science? No, it, actually, you know, this is how it makes sense. I just realized how it makes sense. How? Because Doc and Marty kind of... Doc kind of explains it to Marty when Marty's like, why don't we bring Jennifer with us? The movie's logic is that time will change around them and catch up to them. Yeah, but why didn't they bring Jennifer? Because they didn't want to have her in the movie, probably. That's the only thing I can think of. They didn't want to have to deal with her in the story. Right. So, in theory, what happens is that he does return to the future... What, so I think this is what happens. The future that Marty and Doc are in, but when they leave, uh-huh. has already changed and they don't realize it. Right. Because they're in the street running yeah. back to the car. So in theory, the future has changed around them and they haven't realized it. That's the only explanation for, for how it works that I can yeah. think of. Can I tell you an Easter egg that I noticed this time watching? Sure. So when Marty, when they first go to 2015... Um, they, um, they, he passes by a movie theater that's playing Jaws 19. Yeah, directed by Spielberg's son, Max. No, yeah, Max. Spielberg. Yeah. There's a couple other things that are just, like, so coincidentally weird, like... Why do you call it an Easter egg? An Easter egg is, like, a little hidden funny thing. So, it's called Easter eggs because you hide Easter eggs, right? So, something hidden that doesn't really matter, but it's fun if you notice it. Yeah. It's like a, a little treat, if you noticed it. What so, other things did you notice? Uh, well, just little things that bug me now. Because in the first movie, they have that photograph. Marty has that photograph, and he's able to look at it, and his like brothers and sisters are disappearing in it, yeah. right? So, and... We, we so, could see him looking at that in that. Well, they do a different version here. They do uh, the matchbook that he stole, yeah. and they do the two f- newspapers. Uh-huh. But it's like, so... The same day, 
in the one timeline that George McFly got murdered, he gets honored in the same newspaper on the same day. Same and day. also Doc Brown is yeah. like committed and commended on the same day. <laughs> so it's like those are the things that are like, those are huge yeah, but, stretches. But how did he get honored? Why did he, what did he get honored for? Oh, who knows? Some science thing. Oh, I think he got, got honored for saving um, um, Marty's mom. From what? No, you're, we're talking about Doc Brown. Oh, George McFly? No, he would have got honored as an author, probably. Like, he won an award or, of some kind. Yeah. But on the uh, same day. Anyway, it's just it's, it's just a bit of a stretch that they use a newspaper. It's cool they use the newspaper article, so it was different than using a photograph again. Yeah. But it creates a bit of a a logic, a logic issue. But, uh, yeah. That said, as a kid, I thought it was so cool that for the sequel that they went back... And they went inside the the first movie, and yeah, you got to cool. and you got to see like the first movie from another point of view. Uh-huh. But I have a question: Why couldn't Marty um like have talk the, to himself? No, why couldn't Marty um hold like uh, talk to to Doc the to Doc through the walkie-talkie? Why could he? Why couldn't he? Yeah, at the end. When at the very finished. end. Yeah. Because it's in a different time and place. Yeah. Right? Like, it went it, it went back in the, in the past. So he, he couldn't... Yeah, so it wouldn't make sense that he could do that. It already doesn't make a whole lot of sense that they can talk on that walkie-talkie from as far away as they are throughout the movie. Yeah. That seems a bit of a stretch. Well, then how do police talk on their walkie-talkies when they're all across the city? Police have, like, high-tech police walkie-talkies. That's like a dollar store. Yeah, the ones that they had were, like, from the dollar... <laughs> from, like, a, were, like, kids' toys. Unless... But you could argue that Doc m- modified. But why does he have like a bunch of different money from all those different years? Can't he plan out when where he's going? Yeah, I guess just in case he's he's planning but, for but a different. But what didn't make any sense? It was like nine, eight, nineteen, like it was like nineteen eighty five, and then like nineteen fifty five, and then like eighteen something. It was probably whenever like currency changed in a major way. He just right. had some. It's it's a cool but detail. How, no, I always but like how that did detail. he get that? How did he get that? But money? how does no? that Marty's gone. Gone where? Gone back to the future or to the past. Because in theory, if you returned at the same moment you left, there's nothing to notice, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you can just return it to the same moment. Yeah, because you could be gone, you could be stuck in the past for a month of the past, but then you come back to the same time you left and it's like no time passed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you notice a character missing from this movie that was kind of in the first movie a lot more? His parents? His mom's in it more. His, jet, his dad. His dad. Do you know why? Yeah. Did you ever notice that before? That his dad's yeah. basically absent from the movie? Yeah. Because Crispin Glover, who played his dad, wanted a huge pay raise to do the second movie, mm-hmm. and they refused to give it to him. Right. Uh, and so they just killed him off. And then in the moments where you see, like, the back of his head and things like that, they just have another actor... But I saw his face. ...standing in. Yeah. They used some footage from the first movie that they already shot, but there's nothing new with him in it. And they got... And, and at the end... Of the, in the future, when it's, like, the older version of him upside down, it's Wait, a, it's a so, different actor. Yeah. So, technically, they could just put a bat... Like, a green screen behind Marty, and he could just be they acting... They have that screen. stuff done, eh? Yeah, they did. That's how they oh, yeah. did all this stuff. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're doing tons oh, yeah. of green, oh, green, oh, green yeah. stuff. When, when, when Biff meets his older self, he throws it, but it's like so... You can, when you Oh, the almanac yeah. in the car? Yeah, you can tell, right? It, it gets smaller. Well, and also, you can, if you're looking, you can just see it, how they've cut it out. It's an, it's an yeah. effect. Yeah, well, even and like the police car that flies around the corner in the past. The visual effects look very dated now on the Blu-ray edition. Yeah. See a little bit when when the uh, um, when the like car the the time machine was like going in the sky. I could see like it was cut out. Yeah. Now what's really cool about this movie though is all that stuff they're doing where the characters are in the same frame, like sharing frames with each other. The same actors are playing younger versions of themselves or different versions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was really cool about this movie that it had been done before, like they did a movie called The Parent Trap. Um, back in the 50s or the 60s. 
and yeah. they had like one actor playing two different characters, and the trick was always kind of what they're doing here, where the two actors are in different sides of the frame, and they just don't cross over, right? And they have a line. Yeah. The different, did you know, and that's how they did that here, but they also did something different. They, they, they here they... He handed him a wrench, but that was somebody else. No, they're doing different things here that make it far more sophisticated. They're moving the camera. Oh, yeah. So this is the first, this was one of the pioneer movies. I don't know if it was the first one, but it was one of the first movies that used this thing called motion control, which mm -hmm. is where they can program the, the, like a dolly and the camera to move the same way every time. And that's how they're doing a lot of those shots. Yeah. I can't, it was back then it was super complicated. Now it's a lot more commonplace. Yeah. They've had that technology for a while. And they don't have to split it with a line anymore. Uh, yeah, it's, it's easier. Like if you watch, um, there's a Canadian TV series that, that was on a couple of years ago called Orphan Black, mm -hmm. where, uh, an actress named Titania Mitsilani played four different characters <laughs> uh, and they're, and they're doing this really cool stuff where they're going in and out. I'll show you this for I those, for those listening, I I saw it. the series. No, I think you might have showed me like a little the like, dance party. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, for those listening, if you want to see a really cool, uh, version of this, uh, just type in um, uh, Orphan Black Clone Dance Party, and it's a really cool. They show you how they make how they do the the technology. It's it's brilliant. And, yeah, and I saw, great. I, you showed me that before. Yeah, I even though like, listen to him. He's a director. He knows everything. I don't know everything. I know a few <laughs> things. Huh? Uh, uh, so did you like this one, Annie? Yes. Did you like it more than this last one? Well, there was like different like. Basically, lots of different things going on at the exact same time. It was time. this one's a lot more complicated, mm -hmm. which I think I loved as a kid because it was really exciting, and I got to like watch back the first one again through a different lens. But as I've gotten older, I find I, there's a lot about this one that's a bit cheesy. I also realized like, something like when he's I'm let her finish. I also realized something that was basically the kind of like similar in the first movie, like when. Um, Biv gets the manure dumped on him. Yeah, that's called a running gag. They, uh, yeah, they do that again here. They do um, it in the third movie? Maybe. But it's a running gag. So but well, how can Biff be in the third movie? It takes place in 1885. Okay. Um, do, you like do you think Biff's going to be in the third movie? Well, um, remember last time they went to different places... Right, but if you remember, there's a bit of a hint on who's going to be in the third movie. Remember back when when Marty was in the hotel and they were doing this little documentary that talked about the history of Biff's family? They mentioned that his great-great-grandfather, Buford Mad Dog Tannen, was a gunslinger in the Old West. So, it was a little preview of things to come without spoiling too much. I don't remember that. Um, That's okay. Also, um, whenever somebody calls me chicken, it's like, that didn't happen the first Ugh, time. That, that, that drives me... Th those things make no... Okay, oh, that's what I was going to bring up that bothered me a lot watching it this time. Chicken? It's like, yeah, nobody they, 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 calls me chicken. Well, it's almost like they decided they needed to give Marty an arc in this movie and, and something to like... Calls him chicken. But they didn't do that in the first movie. He doesn't have a problem with people calling me a chicken in the first movie. Nobody they, did. They suddenly created this this challenge here. Yeah, and not only that, Doc Brown, who his whole modus operandum in the first movie is that you can't change too much about the future or you can't know too much about your own future because you couldn't ruin it. Literally, his plan the entire movie is to let's go and change the future. Let's go change your kids. Let's let's he totally throws out his entire philosophy on life yeah. for the beginning of the movie. And here's and riddle me this. This is what doesn't make any sense to me either, right? Uh -huh. So he goes to... They, they take Marty to the future because there's a problem with his kids. Yeah. On the exact same day, Marty gets fired because of a fraudulent crime at his work. How the hell did Doc not figure that out? Or know about that? <laughs> exactly. Right? He didn't even miss yeah. that. Like, that seems like a much more important thing yeah, for them to like stop. Take him to just change his kids, and then it turned in. But like, we we why did we only change the boy, not the girl? Well, because it sounded like there's a ripple effect. It was the boy that made the mistake, and then the week later, the the daughter broke him out of jail, and she went to jail. 
So the idea being that if if the son never went to jail, then the daughter never would have done the thing that put her in jail. So yeah. it would if they stop this one thing, they don't have to stop all the other things. But what I'm saying is that there was other things going on, and not only that, they make reference to the fact that Marty had this terrible accident with a car, and so why didn't Doc stop that? There's all these other things like what? Where do you draw the line, Doc Brown? Is what I want to know. What accident with the car? They mentioned it. Uh, when they're in the future, that Marty had an accident, and that's what, uh, and that, and he, it threw his life down the drain. You'll see, you'll see. Th- those storylines will be concluded because when they went to make this movie, mm-hmm. they shot part two and part three back to back. Yeah. Because they knew they were going to be doing, they knew they were making both of them. That's how they kind of, because originally they were just going to make one sequel, but when they turned in the script, it was I don't know, two hundred, three hundred pages long. Uh, and so they decided it was, so they, they pitched it to Universal that it's like, Hey, um, cause I think it was like, I can't remember, I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but I think it was something around the idea that they wanted $60 million to make back to the future part two. And they're like, that's insane. We're never going to give you that much money. And they're like, how about this? How about instead of giving us $60 million to make back to the future part two, you give us $30 million to make back to the future part two. And another $30 million to make Back to the Future Part 3. And we shoot them both at the same time. And we cut it in half. They're like, yeah! And, that, and, that's they, and they're like, that makes more sense. But they're also double downing. But Back to the Future Part 1 was, you know, the film of the summer, the year it came out. It was a yeah. huge hit. It so. was the biggest. How many props were there in there? Oh, so many props. Wait, I mean, like, because... Why are you asking about props? Cause that's a good props question. Are everywhere. But what props are you wondering about? I mean, like, because... With the Jaws thing, they had to, like, like put something, like, on it. That's animated, right? Are you yeah, thinking? but then, also, in the Biv thing, how did they make things, like, be 3D? Oh, just computer effects and technology. I and... wish that was real. So, well, let's talk, let's, so, let's wrap it up soon. But, um, what kind of, what did you notice about the future? What, what kind of stuff did they get way wrong in the future? So their future in this movie is flying six cars, years ago for us. Uh, flying cars. Yeah, we don't have flying cars. Well, that's when I saw the first Back to the Future. You saw the first one, yeah. I bet kids in um in twenty fifteen are now looking at the sky. Yeah, looking for flying cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really mad there wasn't hoverboards yet. There's no hoverboards. Yeah. Uh, the Cubs in the World Series is the closest thing. Yeah. They had those TVs. Yeah, all the technology is way wrong. <laughs> all yeah. of it. No, no, those TVs were like 1980s oh, oh, TVs, but there's like something else. When you go yeah. to cafes, you don't just ask them what you want; it comes right out. It actually. Yeah, we happens. still have servers. The yeah. things aren't automated that way. Yeah, I have a question it's here. Not... Why is there like still like ten employees working there when there's when it's just automatic? I don't think they. I didn't see any employees. It looked like it was yeah. all just the computer screens. No, there were like people behind like the desk. Oh, I think. Oh, I thought th- that those were just customers. Okay. Wait. Also, why is there a counter if they need the, if they don't need it? Well, they needed the counter still. For what? For no, behind to sit it. At. Oh, behind it. Who knows? <laughs> I, I guess eventually, because probably people, somebody has to come in every now and then to stock up. And stock up the stuff. We never saw anyone ordering food, so we don't know how that works. I don't know. They also got inflation way wrong. It seemed like Doc gave him a $50 bill to buy one Pepsi. Yeah. So inflation in the future and how much money is no, worth is wrong. No, he didn't get a $50 bill just to buy a Pepsi. He never paid bought. also. He also never pays, you're right. <laughs> but also, where does he get the money to buy the sports almanac? See? He didn't pay $50 no, no. for the Coke! Pepsi, Annie. It was Pepsi Perfect. Pepsi's not perfect. Pepsi perfect. I'm surprised that was one thing Pepsi dropped the ball on. Pepsi should have came up with a Pepsi perfect for 2015. What do you mean? Well, because they made up the brand. They made up like like Pepsi. Pepsi perfect would be like Diet Pepsi kind of thing, right? But they called it Pepsi perfect in this movie. Pepsi should have released something called Pepsi perfect in 2015. That would have been a fun, smart marketing thing. People would have bought it just to have the bottle. If they'd have released it with that bottle, I would have bought a bottle just to have in my office. I'm sure I would have bought one. Yeah. They they, they would have t- made like millions of dollars. I don't know if they would have made millions, but they would have. I th- it, maybe 
Maybe there was someone out there that ran the numbers on how much it would cost to develop that bottle and realized it was not going to make the money back. But I'm just saying, there is at least one person here that would have totally bought that uh, that bottle. That's me and you. Yeah. So. Why do you need a bottle? There's Coke in it. There's it's pe Pepsi. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Ugh. I'm gonna t I'm gonna buy a bottle of Pepsi and a bottle of Coke and put them beside each other and have any drink. We should them. do sometime. That could be fun for us. We could do the blind tape. The the, the what was it called? Oh. The Pepsi challenge. I I hated I hated the 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 taste testing on your YouTube channel or whatever. I I never actually released that video. Oh. I made you guys do all that. And I never did. I never released that video. So you put me through eating yucky stuff for. I did it for my own personal Let's enjoyment. Let's get back to the podcast. Let's get back to the podcast. Okay, so final thoughts on Back to the Future Part 2. Good. It's good? Andy, and, make a five-minute response. No, what do you think? It's so, good, it's okay, it's good, so what do you expect, Annie? You know the answer if you see you can't. Mm -hmm. What do you expect to happen in Part 3? Well, well it already like, showed a preview on the screen. It showed a preview, but it doesn't show everything. What do you want to see? What are your expectations and hopes for Part 3? Uh, well, he has to get to there somehow. So is it going to be in the sky? Is it going to be on the ground? Who knows? Also, listen, Marty doesn't have a DeLorean in where he no, is right he now. No, he doesn't have a time machine. He doesn't have a time machine right now. He's stuck in 1955 at the end of this movie without a time machine. And with... Because Doc had the one that went back to the past, and Marty had... And Marty, the other Marty just left with the other one. Currently, right now, there is no time machine where our hero when, Marty is. But when it There's ended, no... he was right with the doctor, so he's still in the past. But what yeah. I'm saying is he doesn't have a way to travel through time right now. Yeah, and he's in the past. Yeah, he's stuck. He's I, still. I meant he's yeah. He's, he's stuck in the past. Doc is in the even further past, and Marty can't travel through time. That's where we. That's where we've ended this movie. Yeah, but then it's why can't Doc? Just travel for time. Well, we don't he know. He's the less advanced but, one. No, 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 no. She's talking about the doc that went back to the, the Wild West. Yeah, we don't know We don't know, know that. Maybe him. the time machine got busted. And he doesn't have the parts to fix it in the past. Well, yeah, because, like, there was, like, the lightning. Cause it could yeah, the work. lightning probably could have destroyed the time circuits or something, right? Yeah. So, a lot of things that there. So, that's what I, I love of the ending of this movie. I love that it, like... It jumps back and forth between the first movie, and I love that it ends on this big giant cliffhanger where Marty is stuck back in the past, stuck there. Poor Doc is like, I just sent you back to the future. And he's like, I, you did, but I'm back. I'm back from the future. And he's like, oh. They should have called this movie Back from the, Fu from the Future. Yeah. That should have that been the name from the, for the Wait, the but sequel. I don't get the name Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, Back to the Cause Future. Because they're trying to get Back to the Future. Cause yeah, and the then, and then, and oh, and then at the end of this movie, they also want to get back to the future and again. So all of the movies, they want to get back to the future. Isn't it a good title? All right. So that's so, why it's not called Future Back Future. That Future Back Future? Future Back. Okay. No, Future to Back. All right, so I think that's a good place for us to stop, and we will be back. To the future. Just finished. Back to, Back the, to future. the future three. No, part three. Part three. Part three. Part three. Darn it. So Annie. Yes. What do you think? I liked it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. What one was your favorite? Um, I like the third because there's cowboys in it. You like really? the third the cowboys? No. That's a fine. Here's the thing. The the third one I find. Uh, is a nice compliment and bookend to the first one because the first one they both the first and third one all take place in, in the past and in one era and it's yeah. kind of the same story. It's about them trying to figure out how to get back. In the in the original, uh -huh. the problem is he doesn't have the, something to make the flux capacitor work, and in the third one, it's just about fuel. 
Yeah. My one issue, one second, Annie. My one issue with this movie, and I didn't really notice it until like the last time or two I watched it. That it's like, so we get Doc Brown, who's a genius, who carries currencies from all different eras, as we established in an earlier film, right? And yet, he doesn't take any additional fuel sources with him. Yeah. He doesn't bring just, like, a small can of gas with him when he's traveling in and around time, just in case. That seems wildly irresponsible and short-sighted for a man of science. I'm just saying, and in the first one, it makes sense because they're being run down by uh, terrorists. So Marty jumps in the car and doesn't have a chance to grab more plutonium. That makes sense. That's really they smart. Have fuel anyway. In this one, they have all the time in the world to prepare for Doc to grab a small can of gas and throw it in the car with Marty. There's no reason why they wouldn't have, just in case, especially knowing. For that trip in particular, he's sending Marty into the past where Doc would know there's no gas stations. There's no way to get, you know, petroleum that easily. Oh. So that bugs me a little bit. There's a couple other things. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. There's one more thing that I was like, really? But uh, but that one stuck with me. But you liked it because uh-huh. of the... What were you going to say, Annie? Um, I would say I, li- I like that... Um, at the end, it's like you think um, Doc's not coming back. Yeah. But then he comes back with two kids and, and a mega dog. train. And his mega train. Yeah, super cool train. The train. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I mean, the train is the train the most conspicuous time travel machine. What do you mean? Like, it's cool. It's different. It's super cool. I mean, Doc How Brown is not to work. Well, I mean, I can buy that. Sure. But it's like it's just the idea that Doc is like the worst person at picking up like vehicles for time travel because the, the car, the well, DeLorean, like- is just known for breaking down. And second of all, and the train is like, we're gonna hide that. Like, where do you? <laughs> There's well, people would bl- just think it's a regular train. But also, it, it doesn't look like a regular train. No, but it can it can hide like a regular train. But also. It really, I guess it can fly, though. It can fly, so it's different. I was going to say it really limits where you can travel because you, you need a railroad to do it. But I guess when he flies at the end, it shows that he can, he can travel anywhere. But then he has to stop land on a railroad track. Here's the thing. He's, what's smart about it is he, it runs on steam, so he's solved his, uh, his, his problems that he's had before. At least he's learned from it to some extent. Yeah. Um... What else did you like about this one, Annie? Um, Is this one your favorite? Yes. You think so? Or just because it's building up and you haven't watched the other ones in a while? No, I like this one the best. Yeah, what else about this one did you really like? Um, nobody calls me yellow. Oh, God, oh, yeah. that. Well, that, that feels like such an add-on. The, the whole, I think we might have mentioned it in the when we watched the second one, but that whole... Him being no called one. chicken. He calls me chicken. It's just this thing they added after the first movie. There's all these things they kind of added. To catch on to 80s children. I don't think it's just that. I think it was more to give Marty like a flaw that he had to get over. And for him to like learn something and have some character development, right? I think that's really all it was. But it's like there's nothing in the first movie that, sh- that sets up that he's like that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Annie, where are you going? You running away? Huh? She's getting a tissue, everyone. Yeah. So, Ephraim, what did you... How, how many times have you seen the movie? I don't know. Three or four or five or six. Three or four? And did you notice anything different this time? No. No? Maybe. I'm just curious. Like, what was your viewing this time? Like, did something stand out to you? Did you know, know something you never noticed? It's been years since I've seen it before. Yeah. I don't know. You got nothing? The people want to know. What does Ephraim think this time around? Well, whenever I watched a movie as, like, a small kid, a small child... Yeah? I would just, I would just like, brainwash out the swearing kind of thing, but, like, now I actually get it. You noticed it? Yeah. More? I noticed it a lot more. Like, in Goonies... Yeah? I noticed it a lot more when I watched it, like... This one doesn't have that much... There's not really much swearing in this one. More than Goonies. Well, this one, because they were trying to, because the Old West was notorious for bad language. Uh, so here they're trying to uh, find a, a middle ground between a family film 
and an accurate description of uh, of the Old West. Mm-hmm. Annie, you coming back? Yeah. Here she comes. Um, so, what else did you like about this one, Annie? Um, I also liked that the water wasn't, like, normal-colored water. Clear. Normal color. Oh, just water was, like, dirt? Yeah. Oh, in the production design? Yeah. Oh, did you notice that? Yeah. That's a really sharp detail that you noticed. I saw that also. Yeah, well, even and the ice cube. The ice cube Doc makes is, like, dirty. And when the pellet came out of the food... The rabbit? Yeah. It wasn't a rabbit. It was kangaroo. No, it was a Kangaroo? Rabbit. It was huge! In California? It was big! No, not California. Where? Yeah, it is. Hill Valley, California? Oh, my gosh. Daddy, it was... There's no kangaroo. It was this big. It looked like a kangaroo. The thing that, that Seamus brings home to eat? Yeah. He's carrying, like, a handful of dead rabbits. It looked like a kangaroo to you? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, um, these pellets came out. I thought it was poop. <laughs> that it, it got hard and cooked? It got crusted when it cooked? You know, that's what happened? Yeah. That's funny. No, it's just pellets. Because people would have, he would have used buckshot or like a shotgun to shoot the rabbit. And they're like little pellets and they scatter inside of it. And so when you, when they eat the meat, they, have to, they just probably just spit it out. Because the, the bullets, it would be too hard to clean the bullets out of the, out of the rabbit. Yeah. Right? So they just cook it with the bullets so in it's there. Like and hopefully when- they don't get lead poisoning. Oh God, I just thought of that. <gasps> I think Seamus McFly dies of lead poisoning. <laughs> Go ahead, Annie. Um, and nothing. Silence. Forget. You forget. Wait, no, I don't know. It's like if it happened in our family, if you were like Seamus, um, it would be like um getting a bay leaf in the soup. You got the prize. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it's very similar, right? Or if we're having like. Some of our Indian food we have, we have like cloves in it or... You got the prize! Yeah. Cardamom. Cardamom, yeah. The one thing... So the other thing that like that shifted when they made the second movie and it's in this one too is just how fast and loose they play with these rules about oh, you don't want to know too much about your future. You Two know, seconds later. Literally in this one, they're in that... They're at the very beginning of the movie. They're Doc's the like, hey, can I go look myself up in the future? And Marty's like, I don't think that's a good idea. You shouldn't know too much about your future, Doc. And Doc's Two like, yeah, you're right. Then they go... Yeah, they notice the gravestone. No, no, the dog. Yeah, the dog notices the gravestone. Marty sees it and then instantly tells Doc not only about his future... But, like, the biggest thing you can tell him about the future. And then they cut to him at the, at the library. Yeah, so it's like they instantly throw that rule out the window. Uh, and, and it's so scattered with all the... I, I, I like it for the dramatic point it brings up with Clara and, like, whether or not they're going to bring her back or this or that. But you'd argue that, like, none of it makes sense that they even have that discussion over whether or not they would take her back. They would take her back. And why is that? Why do they want to take her back? Well, if their whole, if one of their main, like, things that they try to say over and over again is we shouldn't, you know, disrupt the future too much, or we shouldn't change, like, what, what happens? Claire was supposed to die, right? She was supposed to go over the wagon, and Doc stops that from happening. So they leave her in the past. Who knows what that changes? She could have kids. She could, like... Marry, marry another man and, and doesn't marry another woman and has kids with her instead of this other woman and then what happens to those kids? Like The ripple effects from Claire being in the timeline are massive. They, it would be their duty... Clara. Clara, sorry. It would be their duty to pull her out of the timeline just so that it kind of... So she has as little of a, a trace or butterfly effect or ripple effect, whatever you want to call it, as possible. Mm-hmm. Right? It would be like more of their moral duty. And they never even have that conversation. The fact that Clara shouldn't be in the present. The fact that Doc saved her, right? Right. Anyway, so that's my other beef with this movie is just that idea that it's just the rules they have around what they should or shouldn't know um, after the first movie. Once Because that's the, kind of the whole, the whole beef with Doc's. Whether or not he's going to tell him he dies, right? And whether Doc's going to want to know. Daddy. And that's the big mystery at the end of the first one. But after that, they're just they're real fast and Daddy. loose with it. Yeah. 
I think you should change your job to somebody who um, reviews movies to the director. To the director? Why? Because that's what you're doing right now. I'm just giving commentary, and, and we're just having a conversation about That's it. a review. That's a review. Why do you think I should do that? Rate this movie one because, out of one star. Because that's what you're doing now, and you do that every podcast. That is the podcast. Well, I, I, I would just say what, what all movie studios should do is, so, hire, is hire the guy that does Pitch Meeting, Daddy, the YouTube Daddy, channel. So if people, if people watch this movie yeah. when they haven't watched it before and they want a spoiler, you're going to know everything about the movie now. Here's the thing. People that watch, listen to my podcast... Aren't stupid. And enough. don't... Well, I don't know if that's true. I'm assuming they aren't. <laughs> but uh, but I would say that people that wa- listen to a podcast about a movie yeah. would usually don't listen to the episode until after they've seen the movie. Right? And if they don't, then it's their own fault. Then yeah, your watch. fault if you're listening to it and you haven't seen the movie. Spoil- spoilers are what to are be doing? assumed. And, um, and for this movie in particular, I think we're safe. I think most people... Of a certain age, have it seen these movies. If you have a disc and you see the preview, well, well, if you have a disc, you're going to see the preview. That's true. Well, the preview for the third movie is at the end of the second movie, anyway, right? Yeah. Do you want to hear something fun? I don't know if Ephraim knows this. What? After you know, you're like, where are they going at the end of the third movie? And you asked if there's a fourth one. There isn't a fourth movie, but what they did do was an animated. TV series about the adventures of like Doc's kids and what happens after this movie but it's like a Saturday morning cartoon show and I don't remember I think I watched maybe one episode and I don't think it was incredibly good it wasn't as good as the movie no it just well it's just it's meant to be like a, a, a silly kids cartoon show right I just slipped in somebody's poo what no it's not quite that oh, Oh, boy. Oh, Hawaii. So, um, so this, so Ephraim, having rewatched them all a couple times, what's your ranking of the three movies? I can give it a rating. First, third, second. First, third, second for you? What's your rating, Annie? You have a rating? For the first movie, I'll give it... An 8.5 out of 10. 8.5 out of 10 for the first movie? And the second movie, I'll give a 9.5 out of 10. Oh, wow. And for the third movie, I'll give it a 100 out of 10. A 100. So you like, so they got better for you as they went along. Yeah. I still think the first one's the best for me. Like, it, and it's, and it's it's a weird tie between this the second and the second. Let me finish. It's a weird tie between the second and the third for me because I love like the cheesiness of the second one when they go to the future. Oh. I love like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern kind of like well, behind the, the scenes. Well, the second and third's kind of like tied. Well, the second's just so different. This I like the second for how different it is and how unique it is and going to the past <laughs> and we're living through the first movie. Uh-huh. But I love the third one just because it's a western and it's fun to watch them. In a totally different environment that we've never seen before. Yeah, go ahead, Annie. What were you gonna say? Um, I give this third movie one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, oh. I don't think you got that on Rotten Tomatoes. No, but it, they're probably highly ranked. Yeah. Well. Um. So that's where I love them all, though. Like it, warts and all. It's just they're, they're these movies I grew up with in my childhood that I love so much. So. It, it's hard. I can kind of see some of the the logic and plot flaws now, but I I dismiss them pretty pretty easily, out of love. Um. So what are your final thoughts? Would you would you recommend? Yeah. Don't whisper it. Just say it. Because they can't know it. Well, I'm just to say it. It's okay. At the end, we should do something like let's go to. Back to the future. <laughs> yeah, that's how you want to end the episode? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. So, cut that out, cut that out. would you recommend this to other people? Yeah. Yes! What would you say? How would you recommend this to people who haven't if seen it? Like a friend of yours. Watch this, you if, stupid little young okay. thing. Okay. If this was on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 100%.
to think of that. Okay, and I think the movies are on. They're on one of the streamers now, and, anyway. Um, the only reason I wanted to watch this from was from because of a friend. The only reason I wanted to watch this be, was because of a friend. Because you weren't that she interested. She did. She did a movie talk. Oh, at school. Yes. Yeah, I know. Because Ephraim and I raved about this movie to you, and you're like, meh, meh. But then yeah. a friend, a friend told you about it. That's okay. However you get into this movie, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not offended. Oh, uh, wait. Um, What's your ranking? What's your ranking? So you would recommend... What's your ranking? I did say my ranking. I said What's the first movie... Oh, I'm not going to give it a score. I, mean, I, I love them all. What? Which one? The second and the third are a tie. Yeah, same. For different reasons. I just like the weirdness of the second one, and I love just like... The, the third one is a, right, is a nice wrap-up. I love there's a bit of a love story in there for Doc... You know, I love that he has a bit of an arc. Like, the third movie is really Doc's movie. Mm-hmm. You know, he has the biggest character change. He falls in love. Mm-hmm. The whole, the whole uh, thing's great. And, uh, I'm, and I'm glad that, you know... Is it the second movie? He goes, oh! Yeah. <gasps> no, that's the first one when he... When the, when the car... Yeah, when he has the goggles on. When the car's on fire. Ooh. And the, when he's doing oh. the demonstration. Uh, tomorrow at screen time, I'm going to watch him doing... <gasps> yeah. I love also that Zemeckis and Gale, the writers and producers of this, have retained the rights and refuse to let anyone remake them or do more sequels or anything. Because it's kind of perfect as it is. Is Doc dead? The actor? No. Currently, everyone... uh, I'm trying to think if any of the actors have passed away. I'm sure some actors have, but all the actors... Have that bully died? Uh, no, the guy that plays, uh, Biff. Thomas Wilson Biff. plays Biff. No, he is still alive. Has that mean cowboy with the shotgun died? I mean, are we going to go through the entire cast? Yes. No. No, I, 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 I think mean, all of the main cast are still alive. I was joking. Tell me, is he still alive? Yeah, they're all still alive. The whole main cast is still alive. He's going to go bang, Just bang. a couple of years ago, um... They did, uh, I think it was on, I don't know if it was on Jimmy Kimmel or yeah, something. Yeah, it was. They did yeah. in the 2015. Yeah, in 2015, Marty and Doc. No, on the exact date. Yeah, they did like a, re- they did a thing where they came to the future on Jimmy Kimmel. It was yeah. pretty fun. With Christopher Lloyd and... Is it on YouTube? Yeah. Can I watch it tomorrow? Probably, yeah. Now, the one thing, just so you know, I mean, I think a lot of people are listening, is Michael J. Fox, um, not long after these movies were made... Well, maybe probably about ten years. By about ten years after this, he started to develop um, cerebral palsy. What's that? So that's it's like a nerve disorder. Apologies if I'm getting. I'm not a doctor, so if you're listening to this and I'm saying all this wrong, please excuse me. And you're a doctor, please excuse me. Yeah, just let me know. It's like this is what Michael J. But I believe it's cerebral palsy, and so it causes you to, um, you know, your muscles don't your muscle. In your body, so you you know you might talk a little funny. You might not be able to. You might stutter. You might stutter in, in a weird way, um, and just a couple of different things. It's just it it, it affects different people differently. Mm-hmm. But it You're just stuttering. Yep, but it just it doesn't mean that like he's not any he's less smart or like that. It just mean it's just an, uh, a disorder and that some people get. I'm flossing my teeth. So with my when you watch it, just know that Michael J. Fox isn't quite. The same as he is here, but he's super smart and funny. He's he, he's, Michael J. Fox. What does he? He play? plays Marty. He's Marty McFly. So, but what's cool about it is that he, you know, he went through all of that, and I think he just decided not to act for a while. But then in his adulthood, he came back later on and started do, being in shows again. How old was he in, in the Back to the Future movie? I mean, he's playing a teenager. He's playing like a 16-year-old, 18-year-old, but he's in his mid to late thir- 20s. 30s. Yeah, he's, he was pretty old when he so went. He well, that time he made the 30s. He's already an adult. What do you yeah. mean adult? Well, that was pretty common then. People, adults like often play teenagers. He was over 25, I'm sure. But that's, that's, it was kind of the norm. It was like, if you, any movie with teenagers, they were played by adults. You know, or they were played by people how in their early 20s. How old is he now? Is he now? Oh, I don't 50s? know. 50s? No. No, he's got to be in his late 50s, 60s, probably. Let's see. I'd have to look it up. Anyway, so final thoughts? Wait. On Back to the Future, the trilogy? 100% on Rotten Tomatoes! Alright, so where should we go, Wait. Annie? Wait. Evie, do you have any final thoughts? Wait. Oh, you're looking up to see Michael J. Fox. Yeah. 
No, we're, we're I'm wrap going it up. to entertain you. No, okay. We're gonna go. We're getting punchy. It's walk back to the future. Okay, you don't need to scream it. Okay. Okay, Michael. Okay, e Michael. Ephraim's gonna look up real quick. How old is Michael J. Fox? As of, as of this 60. recording. He's 60 right on the money. Well, there you go. Happy 60th birthday, Michael J. Fox. Well, uh, June 9th. So yeah, so he's 60. It's August. We're in August, dude. Yeah. Alright, final thoughts, Ephraim? Let's go back to the future! Thanks for joining us for the Back to the Future trilogy. Black Hole Films is a proud member of the That Shelf Podcast Network. You can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf podcasts on thatshelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at Lon Jeremy, and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.